Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander. Let's get into the show. Today's future guest is Jeffrey Slater. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everybody listening. Jeffrey is one of the world's leading social forecasters, best-selling author, international speaker, and social entrepreneur. He has worked with over 3 million people in 12 different countries and is the global thought leader for top executives, CEOs, businesses, and change makers. Uh, Jeffrey, today I'm going to jump right in. Could you tell me, as an entrepreneur, what is the one thing that you do that you feel has been the biggest contributor to your successes so far? Uh, I fail elegantly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that that's it. I think uh, I think learning to make mistakes and then as, gather as much information around those mistakes as possible so that I can minimize them going forward. But you know, I found that trying to get it all perfect before I ever get started is one of those things that. Um, is nearly impossible and so then that causes a lot of stagnation and so after growing up in a really entrepreneurial family I just found that it's okay to make mistakes and keep moving so let's say you have an idea how do you know that you should execute on it and what are some steps you always take if you wanna take an idea to a project with an idea well the first thing I, I realized and I remember my father telling me this when I was growing up um, and he said to me you know ideas are um, he said that yeah, everyone has ideas. Everyone's got ideas, son. Everyone's got ideas. But the thing is, is they're worthless without um, anyone actually executing on those ideas. He says that actually implementation and execution and getting those ideas actually uh, birthed into the physical form are, um, are, are worthless because ideas, 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 everyone's got these great ideas. So, um, so, so actually implementing those ideas is the most important factor. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. Everybody has ideas, but execution is what matters. Uh, Jeff, how do you decide that something is worth your time, money, and energy if you're thinking about pursuing an idea? Well, often often you don't know. Uh, you don't know till it's been kind of birthed. Uh, I can share with you, you know, um, when my – I remember when I was about – I don't know, I must have been pretty young. I was living at home at the time. I was under 20. And um, and I saw on a kitchen table my dad starting this, uh, starting this company with a couple other founders. And I asked him, I said, why don't you guys have an office? You know, uh, you guys are sitting on the kitchen table. So there was about four computers at the table. And uh, and at the time, they had, not, they had this idea, but they were working on building what's called a mineral viable product. And I didn't really know what that was at the time, but I asked my dad. He said, well, we have to get the... Uh, we have to get the valuations up of the company before we go and get capital. Um, so we're all working to get a minimal viable product done. And I said, "Well, what's that?" He said, "He said, well, it's it's basically the um, the 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 system that works without any capital. Like it's at least generating some sort of profit, or it's proving itself um, at the time. So for everyone, for people listening right now, what is the minimal viable product of what you do?" What could you, without capital, without generating a whole bunch of capital and raising money, how can you create something that actually works at a small scale? So then all you, and then, then when you add capital to it or you get investment capital, then it actually expands out and grows into um, – it just basically amplifies what is already there. And so that's what he did. He started 
building a minimal viable product, started getting some traction. And then, uh, and then I asked it, and then, like I said, I asked him, why aren't you getting an office? He goes, I'm keeping my expenses low, which is, you know, a theme of bootstrapping. So when we begin an idea, um, we have to execute, we have to bootstrap, we have to build a minimal viable product. And then, um, and sure enough, that company years later now is the biggest, um, biggest outsourcing company in the world. People probably know it. It's called Odesk or Elance or e- e- I think it's Odesk merged with Elance. I think it's uh, Upwork now, but it's the biggest in the world. And he was the co-founder of that. So that was pretty neat to watch grow from nothing he, into something. And then of course I had to pave my own path. But what I did, uh, so I, had, I did remember is that um, my, capital flows to a good team. It also also flows to a minimal, good minimal viable product and also bootstrap company at the beginning. And money's not necessarily the big problem. It's actually building that minimal viable product that's proven. I think your dad influenced you a lot for you becoming an entrepreneur who you are today. Jeff, why did you become an entrepreneur in the first place? I think it is because of my father, actually. It just seemed like the most logical choice. I, I didn't I didn't even, I don't even, <laughs> I didn't even know what the term at the time an entrepreneur was. I didn't even realize that growing up in a family like that was entrepreneurial. I thought that's just the way it was. So for me, it was just part of the path. Jeff, you have a really unique story as an entrepreneur, and I know it always hasn't been easy for you. Could you share us and the audience the worst entrepreneurial moment you ever had? And could you walk us through that story? Yeah, probably a few. Just think about which one. Um, Worst entrepreneurial moment, okay. Uh, but also they end up being the best, but I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The biggest, I think the biggest pain points, the biggest challenge points end up actually in the long run potentially being some of the best moments. But uh, I remember when I had a goal of a long time ago of being on stage with um, some of the biggest thought leaders in the world. Like I had always read the books of Richard Branson and Tony Robbins and Dr. D. Martini and Tim Ferriss and all these guys. And I'd read all, a lot of their book growing up. And uh, I wanted to be on the stages kind of alongside those guys or, you know, like those big conferences where Tony Robbins speaks, then they have other speakers. And um, and so I ended up doing that. And so I was on stage uh, after I think it was right after Tony or one of those guys. And it was my goal. And I always I always thought Tony Robbins was incredible as a speaker and a trainer. And so I wanted to be on stage, you know, at the same conference as him. And uh, as a goal of mine, especially when I went to one of his t- trainings, and, I, and uh, he's still extraordinary by all means. But but it was it was interesting because um, you know I got on and there were thousands and thousands of people, and, and I talked about business and other things, and and then and then I got off, and that and I had reached my um, you know a goal of mine, right? I had to be on those to be on those big stages with those guys and. And it was interesting, and I felt very kind of deflated, and, and I was like, "What? What? Why was I so excited about all that?" And um, and it was just another day. And so what I realized was I was I was living in the future for most of my life, um, trying to get somewhere, and the, and instead of actually relating to it as if it's already happened, so that I can enjoy the the moments in between. So I realized in that moment that if if I keep living in the future, I'm going to miss out on everything that's happening in the um, up until that so-called future, and so I made a point of to uh, to just actually enjoy my life. You know the simple things like having good toast in the morning, and um, you know my feet in the sand and surfing, and enjoying my life more versus living in the future. And as entrepreneurs, I can I found myself kind of getting blinded by having to achieve a lot, 
And so I was always driven by achievement. Okay, I'm gonna get on the biggest stages in the world. I'm gonna share a message. I'm gonna, I'm gonna build a company. I'm gonna do this, and and all that was great. But I was blinded by the need to achieve. And so, and and now, um, I'm able to pay more attention to what's happening in this moment. And then instead of achieving things all the time and be so so driven to to achieve, um, I can let things unfold. And actually, it seems like the universe has a better plan than I could ever think of in the first place. So, so it's more of an allowing and receiving versus achieving. Yeah. Achieving those childhood dreams, being on stage with those top leaders in business. Um, Jeff, what is one thing you want people to take away from this story? Uh, I would say, you know, take this moment that you're listening right now and check in how much fulfillment you have. And, uh, and, and, and if, you know, if you're at a seven or an eight or a nine or a 10, it'll be almost the same when you reach your, your so-called goal. And, uh, and if you still want to do it, then it is no longer a, a goal anymore. It's a part of your song. It's just what you're here to do. But if it's driven from a place of, I'm going to one day be happy, then I, then maybe, maybe perhaps check in and look at, um, you don't need to have that happen in order to be happy or to have more fulfillment. But once you once we get that, then the likelihood of it happening actually becomes higher because it's not coming from a place of um, of, of void. It's coming from a place of expression. And we as human beings, when we do things out of expression as our natural state, then um, whether it happens or not, we're unattached, and therefore we're far more um, likely to sing a, a better song. So, uh, so, so my my point is is don't be blinded by achievement. Enjoy your life along the way, and go get it. Whatever it is that you're meant to have and to get and to achieve, um, you know, let it unfold. It will happen. So, Jeff, uh, let's get really specific. How did you change your life uh, after you had that uh, moment uh, on that stage? Um, some steps I took was uh, was I went and I, re- I, I looked at what matters to me and I started um, really removing a lot of the cultural programming of, of um, you know, mainstream I found in my life. Mainstream cultural programming tells me what success is. It tells me how to think. It it says this is this is where how you want to live in order to be happy. And it has a lot of preconceived presuppositions that mainstream culture is always uh, always feeding us through the television and through through um, conversations of, about you know what success actually is and all those things. And uh, and what I started to do was strip away as much of that as possible. And and spend some time uh, spend some time in the jungles spend some time um, outside of kind of the mainstream buzz and the busyness and I started to go back to a little more of the premise of what it is to be a human being uh, and what matters as a human and what really lights me up and I found that actually it's the simple things and I still like having a nice car and a nice house and all that stuff but it's the simple it's the simple things that give me fulfillment and. And so I made sure I did my best and I continue to do my best to incorporate those simple things like a walk on the beach or some surf in the morning and, uh, and make sure I incorporate that while I build my, my things because if I, while, I, while I achieve my calling in my life. So that's what I did. I love that. Uh, let's go to the other end of the spectrum from the worst entrepreneurial moment. What is something that is really working for your business right now, Jeff? Um, let's see. What's working? That I, I do what I love and I spend time with people that I really actually enjoy working with. And that's really beautiful. Um, and is that when you are able to spend time with people that uh, you love spending time with that inspire you uh, and 
that's that's really nice. And I also get the privilege of sometimes um, working with entrepreneurs as well, where I'm able to be part of their company and they're up to incredible things that I could never even think of that are amazing. Um, and I get to to support them in building something and products and services that get to change the world. And that's really, really cool. And at the same time, also, I'm able to look at um, the, the the things that are not working and and know that with enough persistence, they, they tend to work out because it just comes from experience. So um, pers- my, a good quote is, persistence beats intelligence. I don't see myself as very intelligent. You know, I wasn't that good in school. But man, I'm persistent. I'll just keep going. Yes, passion drives almost all successful entrepreneurs. Let's uh, talk about that a bit. I would say passion or or calling. I think it, I've moved from passion to calling. And what a calling is, is something that we're born with That is that is like a song. And I feel that we as human beings, we all have a song inside of us. Um, that need that potentially one song is meant to and this when we sing our song it could be through building a business I don't mean like literally singing I mean through building a business I mean through building some products or some services or some new ideas or you know like like yours is to like right now you know I get the privilege of being on your on your show which is you know hundreds of thousands people or tens of thousands of people get to listen to it and your song is to build this platform and so you've built this platform for thought leaders to express their message in the world and, and then all the people listening they get to receive that and so it's a, it's it's a passion or a calling that is natural to you so for me it's it's a calling to be able to share a message out into the world but and make my life the message and uh and so for me a calling is something we're born with it's something that we don't need a reason to do for example, uh, Alan Watts says birds, as birds, when you hear birds sing, people, main science says that they have to have reasons to sing, you know, and they study birds and well, they sing because they need this reason to sing. But actually, uh, birds really just sing because they sing. They don't have a reason. The bird's not in the morning going, now it's time to sing because it, the reason is of this. They don't have a reason. They just sing because they sing. Well, you know, I do what I do because it's what I do, and I I, I speak and share and and uh, work with people in their businesses and other things and invest in businesses because it's my song, and I don't have a reason why I do it anymore. And um, and you know, maybe for you, you, this is just your song and working with people and supporting people. And I feel each of us as human beings, part of part of the songs we all carry is a is a song to support each other. And uh, and then we build different things and express different things to do that. I really like the idea that we have answers inside of us. Uh, listening to that gut feeling, it's so important. Um, Jeff, I want to come to present day and talk about daily rituals and daily habits. Uh, do you have a daily ritual you follow really strictly? Yeah. Um, and it, I keep it pretty, I think I keep it 90, 98% of my time, you know, but sometimes I, I, I don't, um, which... But uh, but majority of the time I'm on it, and I find when I don't do it, it gets kind of messy, um, and I lose energy. But my routine is is wake up in the morning, uh, you know, I get to and uh, and drink. I used to drink a lot of water right in the morning. Then I clean water. Usually I don't not really a fan of tap water, so just spring water is really good. And then because that's usually when I'm most dehydrated, and then wake up and meditate for twenty thirty minutes. Listen and then listen to some good songs. And then, and, and then, you know, thank one of the strongest prayers is thank you for this day. So honoring 
the elements of the elements, you know, or the, the elements of the world and um, the earth and the custodians of the land. And, you know, there's a lot to honor and a lot to say thank you for. And I find that the more I have great gratefulness in the morning, the more I'm grateful for my life and the more I experience my life. So I wake up in the morning, meditate, music, you know, be grateful for the day, go down and have an amazing smoothie, which I love, um, you know, with all these incredible, incredible um, herbs, you know, from medicinal mushrooms to turmeric to uh, to cinnamon to, you know, avocado to, to um, you know, coconut milk and berries and everything. I can, it's like an alchemy, you know, in the morning and I feel great with it. So morning smoothie, it changes, you know, and it, that's my routine. I'm not, I'm not a health expert. This is just what I do for myself. So, you know, people that are listening to those those things I put in, you can take it, leave it, but do your own research. God, that smoothie sounds really, really delicious, Jeff. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really good. So, and then, and then go for, um, you know, do my best to go for a walk and, and then, then go for a surf, um, as well. And, uh, and, and that's really nice. And then come back and, uh, and in the day at some point I'll listen to like a podcast or somebody, somebody that's really interesting and for about 30 minutes and, that usually happens. I used to do it in the morning, but now I tend to find to do it at night. And that was, that's my that's my morning. But then the night night before, I try and write down three things I'm going to get done the next day, so I don't have to think about them. And I focus on just those three things and try and get them out. So we touched on habits a bit, but if you had to choose one or two habits that really contribute to your success, uh, something that you would really recommend to everybody in the audience, uh, what are they, Jeff? I would say the habit would be. That made the biggest difference. I've been doing it for a long time, over 15 years, is 30 minutes a day of either reading or listening to a podcast, like something that is inspiring or uplifting. Minimum 30 minutes a day. I've been doing it for, you know, years since I've been 20, and uh, and it does add up. You know, those that information starts to add up. 30 minutes a day, and then one day you'll you you'll be in a meeting and you remember what. Elon Musk said, you know, because uh, you listened to an interview with him or one of these thought leaders and bang, it changed the direction of that meeting because you listened to that and that information saves you time and money and resources. So the, the habit of continuous learning, if we're not expanding, then we're dying. So keep expanding. That's the habit. I love that. Uh, Jeff, I want to wrap up today's talk with the topic happiness. What brings you joy and really makes you happy in this life? Mm. What brings me joy is uh, putting my feet in the sand and holding my partner's hand and uh, and then surfing. It gives me a lot of joy and then and then and then doing what I do. I like I do enjoy um, sharing a message out into the world and hopefully it impacts people in a positive way. I enjoy hearing those stories how it does. Those are the things that I enjoy. Awesome, Jeff. Um I want to end today's show with the parting piece of kindness from you and the best way to connect with you. Uh, best way to, is you can go to my website at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, Slater, S-L-A-Y-T-E-R.com. That's JeffreySlater.com. And there's all kinds of documentaries and giveaways and all kinds of stuff there. And um, now the last piece of, uh, I guess, takeaway would be um, I feel it's time that we are, as human beings, it's time for us to be the, the authors of our life again. And many of us, including myself, have been characters in someone else's book. So um, maybe perhaps this time we take the pens back and we start being the authors of our life and we uh, start writing the chapters. And, and all the chapters were useful up to this point. And now it's time that we grab that pen and we write, we write the next chapter and let's make it a good one.
Thank you so much for coming in and sharing your journey with us. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.